This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome to Talkville. I'm Michael Rosenbaum. Hello, I'm Tom Welling. That's right. Tom Welling is uh, via uh, Northern California. Uh, Ryan Tejas is here. Hello. Ryan, how I'm are also, you? I'm okay. Did how every, are you guys doing? I'm good. Did everybody watch the episode last night? Oops. What episode? <laughs> the what? Metamorphosis. Uh, I'm, going, I'm going completely on memory. <laughs> Welcome back, folks. If this is your t- first time with us today, um, I'm going to tell you about what the podcast is. This is pretty much a rewatch podcast. What you see is what you get. You like the new sign? We have a sign here. We had this made. Um, I want one. You want one, too. We got to get you one, too, because we see the Smallville poster back there, Tom, that you have. Well, uh, very quickly, um, I was like, I got to put something for Smallville. And I was like, I think I have a poster. And of course, the only poster I have is the only one with only me on it. <laughs> Most of the posters like, had only you on it. No, but I really wanted that one of like you and Kristen and me. Like that would have been so much cooler. But um, I guess I got to order some posters. Well, we'll get you something. We'll get you a Talkville poster so it matches this room, and we'll have that in the back, and it will look nice. But uh, look, the podcast is a rewatch project uh, podcast. We've always, uh, you know, it's twenty years now that have passed since Smallville aired for the first time, and uh, you know. In the beginning, right when you're done with the show, the last thing you want to do is talk about the show. But enough time has passed that I feel like we're excited. People are doing these rewatch podcasts. It's fun to go back. It's fun to talk to you guys. So we include you guys. Uh, Also, look, if you're returning, thank you and get ready because we've got a lot to go through in this next episode. Episode two is Metamorphosis. Uh, If you didn't get a chance to call in and leave your questions for this episode, make sure you get some in the future by calling our hotline. You know our hotline, Tom? Our hotline number? Do you have it memorized yet? Not yet. Not yet. 213-538-2883. That's 213-538-2883. I'm sure they're going to put it right in front of us so we can see it. But uh, you could leave messages. I urge you not to la- not to last long. That sounded like me in the sack. Um, whoa. But, uh, or, or it didn't sound like you in the or sack. Or it didn't sound like me in the sack. <laughs> But make sure you leave these messages like 30 seconds or less and make make it a question. Come up with a question from the episode that you're interested in. You want to know what was going on during that time period. By the way, that's a good point because I called and left a message and I didn't know to keep it under 30 seconds. Mm, great. I'll do, that. I'll do that next time. You shouldn't be calling, Tom, with your own questions. This is your well, show. I do have questions. Well, you can ask us these questions. You okay. can state these questions. Uh, look, if you want to follow us, we'd really appreciate it. We're, we're just getting going here. Uh, our, our socials are Talkville Podcast. That's T-A-L-K-V-A-L-L-E Podcast uh, on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Talkville Podcast. And also on Twitter, it's Talkville Pod. So, you know, there's conversations that go on after the show's over, during the show, whatever. It's, it's there. It's a platform for you. We appreciate uh, your support. And you know, really launching yeah, well, it, this thing. It's and it's also fun. I mean, this is our this is the second one we've done. We've already learned a lot from the first. It's only going to get better. Yeah. But the, I I find that the participation is fun. Like some of the questions we get are like, 
oh, I didn't even know that about that scene. That's a good question. So it's fun. Yeah, I agree with you. I think there's um, boy, there. I'll tell you, the more I watch this stuff, the pilot and now Metamorphosis, I, I started taking notes while I'm watching, and there's a lot of stuff. Like I have, I have some notes here, and I'm sure you I'm, guys are, have some notes as well. Well, I'm starting to gain respect for Alan Miles. <laughs> the creators of the show, yes. Now that I rewatch it, I'm like, maybe these guys were onto something. I see this. Now. <laughs> you know what, though, I have to say, and look, I love those guys madly, and you know, this is this is, I, I, I'm very self-deprecating. Uh, I know you are. Ryan is. It's uh, it's a good thing to be. Um, but what I noticed is I had I had a problem. I had a problem. We're going to talk about metamorphosis, and I'm going to tell you what it's about and all this stuff. But you know what? Before I do that, before I, t- I speak my mind, let's just tell you. Metamorphosis aired October 23rd, 2001. The director was Philip Gracia and Michael Watkins. I remember Watkins. I remember Me Michael too. Watkins. Yeah. He was very bit. prepared. He wasn't there very often. I think he left rather quickly from the show. A lot of people were fired from that show in the beginning, if I recall. Or some. Yes. For 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 a couple of different reasons, I think we were trying to find what we were, but we needed those guys like Michael at the beginning who knew how to. I mean, if you watch the show, one of the things that I get is is how many beautiful shots there are. Yeah, like the cameras always moving, the shots of David Nutter. Oh yeah, started that. Um, but as time went on, we did sort of narrow it down to really five or six directors who were on a rotating schedule, because then, like they knew us, we knew them. It was just very like creative yeah at that point. yeah i agree the writers of metamorphosis were al al miles al miles al goff miles miller uh the creators of of superman obviously jerry siegel joe schuster guest star was chad Danella, who is greg arkin we'll get into his performance and all that stuff uh synopsis briefly greg arkin has a passion for insects and lana lang when meteor rock infected bugs swarm in he takes on insecto insectoid characteristics Clark wakes up to find himself floating above his bed. Lex tries to help Clark woo Lang, Lana Lang by giving him her necklace. Clark discovers that he can protect himself from its effects with lead, the effects of kryptonite. And Greg kidnaps Lana, and Clark battles Greg to rescue her. That's ultimately the synopsis of what happens in the episode. I mean, there's obviously the plot, yeah. the plot right? Um, you know... Ultimately, here's here's what I thought. I, I'm, I we'll get into what we really thought, but I the the going from the pilot to this episode, it sort of took a step back. You went from holy shit, this is just a powerful TV show. We've got media showers. Obviously, you can't be as big as you are in the pilot. Pilots are always the biggest episodes, and then they tail off. But I thought the story could have been a little more of a continuation, even though it hints at like, like little parts in the. I just felt like it was too bug boy, and you know it just. But it, but it was entertaining. I, I I respect that, but when I watch it, what I see is we have a pilot that is so outstanding and introducing every character in such a beautiful way that took a month to shoot, <laughs> and then you go into the second episode and it's like thirteen days. Yeah. And what yeah, you're true. doing in the second episode is you're establishing what the show is really going to be. We would call it, and on the show, they call it Freak of the Week. Correct. And But I, I do agree, like, when you watch the second episode, the introduction, like, the, <laughs> I love the recap. It's only the second episode, but they recap. Yes. Right? That recap is like, holy F. Right. You know what I mean? Like, this is astounding. 
there's a lot of quiet moments in this episode, um, deal, dealing with a little more uh, character, trying to bring up the heart of it a little bit, less pacing, in a sense, because the pilots are always amazing. I mean, they should be. Usually, I mean, it's, it's, the guy has to sell the show. It has to get people hooked. Uh, and, and look, I wasn't saying that I thought the show was terrible. I just thought it, transitionally, it went <laughs> from a solid <laughs> look. It did. People a lot of times would say freak of the week. Why is it such a freak of the week when you're writing 22 episodes a year? You have to have a freak of the week. You have to have episodes that are, you know, catered towards the media rock and, and things that have happened in, you know, people are infected with the media rock. I understand that it's an easy way to go. Clark battling these people. It's it makes sense. And there are a lot of those episodes. Um, I think as the show progresses into seasons two and seasons three, it, we start to see more character development and less freak of the week. I, am I correct on that? I think so. I think I was going from holy crap. I, I didn't remember how good this pilot was to OK, because it opens up metamorphosis on this beautiful aerial shot that I'm like, holy crap, smooth. It goes right into the house. Right. It goes up. Turns around. I actually wrote that down, too. That's how did they do that, first of all? Do you know how they did that? Is that just an aerial shot, like a helicopter shot? And then all of a sudden, when they get to that, they use some kind of special effect, obviously? Yes. Transitionally? Yeah. I don't know. But the, I, I like what they did. A lot of shows, they'll, they'll pan up and then pan down. What I like is they went up, they kind of, like, rotated. It just kept it alive. There, there's a lot of good shots in this in the series, but also this episode, there's a lot of Yeah, shows. absolutely. And David Nutter started to direct this episode. And here's an interesting um, tidbit. Uh, David Nutter, who directed the pilot, started to direct this episode, but had such horrible back problems that he had to bow out. And hence, these two guys. Uh, well, he wasn't doing any bowing that day if he had back problems. Garcia and Watkins. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't bowing out. His for Another joke. There it is. Ryan's here for the one-liners. There we go. But um, so he had to take off. He had to take off and leave it to these two guys to take over, which is a big step, a big, uh, what is it, a big seat to fill, would you say? Choose to fill. Choose to fill. I mean, because David Nutter, going from David Nutter to these two guys that we haven't heard of, I mean, that's, that's a lot to, you know, live up to. Well, the, the good news at the time, I didn't, I didn't know of any of these people. So as far as I knew, even you, I was like, these people are all more qualified than I am. I mean, I used to think that you were a really good actor. Especially at the beginning. And I was just like, oh my God, this guy can play guitar upside down left handed. He's like really talented. (laughs) He's really weird. (laughs) I don't even know how to hold a guitar at the time. So it's like, yeah. Um, Look, there were so many good things about this episode. There were good things. There were things that weren't great. Um, But ultimately, this bug boy, he lives with his mom. He's he's, he's not very popular in high school. He's got these uh, zits, which I thought were zits on his face. But now Tom's wife was watching the show, and here's her take on it. So I, I, we're watching the show, and my wife has never seen Smallville throughout. I mean, I think, I'm pretty sure she's aware that I was on the show. But uh, now that I'm rewatching it, she's like, oh, I, I mean, I haven't seen that episode. I'm like, well, you didn't see the pilots I showed you last week. So uh, we're watching it, and it's the bug boy, and he's got all these things on his face. And she goes, oh, look at all those bug bites. And I was like, huh? She's like, those are bug bites. And I'm like, oh. Honestly, I did. I never got that. I, I thought they were zits. Yeah, I thought he had a bad case of acne. Yeah. What do you guys think? Let's, let's start a start a little. Uh, a what do you call it? A um, online, a chat, forum. a little forum. Forum. Well, the bug funny thing about zits. that too is, what do you think it was? Was one, it zits or bug bites, thing guys? That they talk about in the show is that Clark used to be friends with this guy. Him and Pete used to hang out in the 
uh, he had that little treehouse, all that other stuff. You're and talking about Greg the Bug Guy. They used to hang yeah. out back in the day. You would hang out with him, right? Or no? Or was it Pete? Right. Yeah. So we both did, apparently, as as kids. So right. then he just kind of did his thing, and relationships move on, and that's a theme of this episode as well. And then one of the things further on the episode, I know we're going to get to that, but when he sees Greg again, Greg is like this like adult with like perfect hair and like. And I just went looking back. I wish Clark would have been like, you know, Greg, oh, you've you've grown up or like something like. Yeah. But there's really no nod to that. So that's a. Uh, that's well, well I, I guess these bugs that he's been raising, uh, Ryan, you tell me what you thought, but they they had uh, crypt, they were infected with the kryptonite rock, right. the meteor. Kryptonite rocks. Well, kind of what, what Tom was saying, like it was weird that Lana, like off the bat, like recognized him when he like showed up at the farmer's market. Like that's the first time, like he just shows up and he's like, Greg. And I was like, well, I'm glad she Look, said it because I was like, who the fuck is that? Looking completely <laughs> different and yeah. 10 years older. Right, right. Yeah, uh, you know, he so this guy has this infatuation with insects, and he lives with his mom. He's not popular, like we said, and somehow, you know, he's he's going to be sent off to boarding school. So his mom's about to call this, the boarding school, and he's a military school, and and he takes off, gets all his insects, gets in his VW Bug, by the way, his yeah. Bug, and he's listening to the pa- Papa Roach. Papa Roach, he's <laughs> listening to. If you're listening, there's careful. A, there's a nice bugs, too, yeah. nice. There's a poster Grab. in his room when we find his dead mom. Sorry to spoiler alert, but yeah. Um, yeah, so so two quick things about that is he's not popular in school. He's not even pop- popular with his own mother. <laughs> yeah, his like, mom's a real like bitty. And, and if you notice when she says, I'm calling the boarding school on Monday to military academy and shipping you off, his first line is, who's going to take care of my bugs? He doesn't even care about himself at that point. No. He doesn't even say, I'm not going to military school. Infatuation. He's just worried about his bugs. Loves his bugs. Yep. Yep. I wonder what he would do if he got crabs. Would he be excited about that? <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't excited when I got them in college. I'll tell you that much. Well, they're not bugs. I know. They're crabs. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we could erase that. No, we don't. I don't know. I don't give a shit. I wouldn't. Really. I, I don't care. I don't give a shit. I mean, I was 18 sure. years old. You know, I was on a couch. It was dirty. I got crabs. Happened 40 years ago. Yeah, I mean, what are you going to do to me? <laughs> um, by the way, um, he's got this infatuation with Lana Lang. He makes videos of her. He's always shooting her with a camera. Uh, you know, he's just a really troubled, troubled kid. And uh, ultimately, he's in his car, and uh, the bugs get loose. They bite him. They do whatever. They infect him swarm. with meteor. They yeah, swarm they him, him, and he gets bitten. And the next thing you know, he's transformed into this non-bug-bitten bug bitten face. <laughs> he doesn't have any bug bites anymore. His hair slicked back. He's cooler. He's got he's superpowers. Gonna, he's, he's, he's molting, and he's about to breathe, He's about to mate. He's about mate, to mate. Sorry. And he finds his mate is Lana Lang. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, a lot of us wish we had more time, but time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing in your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you could do more of it. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself, and it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Therapy can help everyone be the best they can be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. 
Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Listen, learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Talkville today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Talkville. Talkville is brought to you by Good Chop. If you haven't heard us talk about this, uh, this this is unbelievable. This is an unbelievable company. Good Chop offers fully customizable boxes of high-quality meat and seafood delivered to your door on schedule. I cooked some of these steaks, and it was the best meat I've had, and I'm not... I want, I'm going to name drop, but I went. I won't name drop. I went to my friend Skeet's house, and we barbecued, and I put these on the grill, and I don't know what it was, but Good Chop completely sold me. Uh, you can choose from over 70 high-quality cuts, 100% grass-fed ribeyes, USDA prime filet mignon, free-range and organic chicken breast, pork tenderloin, thick-cut bacon. Uh, they also have wild-caught seafood, salmon, Pacific cod, scallop, shrimp, and more. Tom, have you had this? No, this is good stuff, guys. Um, I've had it all, and I want more. I mean, that's the easiest way to be safe. Yeah, it's uh, I really am. When I get these boxes, I get so excited because I know I'm going to be fed for the week. And what's great is it doesn't cost a fortune for this great. You could have quality meats. Uh, Good Chop's price per meal starts at just $3.74. And unlike a lot of companies, Tom, Good Chop sources its meat and seafood exclusively from American farms and fisheries so you can support local family farms and independent ranchers right here in the U.S. The products are vacuum sealed and frozen at peak freshness so you can stock your freezer and cook when you want, just like I do. Good Chop especially prides itself on sourcing meat that comes with no antibiotics or added hormones ever. No artificial ingredients, only the good stuff. And, you know, they're so they're so confident in this product, as am I and Tom here, uh, that they offer 100% money-back guarantee here. So love Good Chop or get your money back. This stuff's the real deal. If you want delicious meats or seafood, this is the place. Good Chop. Go to goodchop.com slash talkville120 and use code talkville120 to get $120 off across your first four boxes. That's code at talkville120 at goodchop.com slash talkville120 for $120 off. goodchop.com slash talkville120 code talkville120. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. By the way, credit to Kristen. In this episode, how many guys are trying, trying that, to be I wrote that down. <laughs> like, we, we've got... And, and if you watch it, Kristen and 
I, w- I would imagine in her life, Kristen gets a lot of attention in this way anyway, but she's so good at sort of being polite and deflecting sure. and moving and not insulting. And that's, that's a, that's a character trait for her, which I respect, but literally what are there four or five guys? Well, who are like Solana, what's up? I mean, you got Greg, you got Clark, you got uh, Whitney and then Lex is kind of show. What, what is this about midway through this episode? Lex Luthor shows up to the barn. Now, you know, I would defend Lex and say, hey, he's looking out for his best friend, but he's kind of lurking. He just shows up. He's a little older. He's kind of giving her this look. I mean, is it, do we think that he likes her then? I don't th- I, I think it's not. He doesn't have he doesn't have ulterior motives. I think he's trying to help Clark at this point. Right. He's a good what guy. I, what I get from that scene and she and, and right away they talk about, you know, the pool and her seeing you in the pool teaching the breaststroke and that sort of stuff. And it, that scene is actually two scenes to me. And I think this is funny that um, she, you kind of show up, she kind of tells you you're a creep. What are you doing here? And then all of a sudden you turn to the, the awards thing. And now you guys are best friends. Like all the sudden. You know why? I remember, I remember what I remembered is they cut a lot of st- dialogue from that. So they just oh, cut it transition. to me turning around and it doesn't really tell that part of the story where I transition uh, to looking at the uh, the awards and things. But that makes sense. But what did you gather, Ryan? Oh, you did a lot of lurking in this episode. A lot of it lurking. Was creepy. Was it kind of creepy? It was a little you? creepy. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, but I, looking back, what I see is you're setting you're you're, you're setting it all up. I mean, I think Chloe says or Lana says that Lex puts on the breadcrumbs and that they follow it, and that's something that your character always did. You're always like a step ahead, which right. I thought was really interesting. What I also thought was interesting about your performance is I saw like a John Cusack, like 1980s sort of like, <laughs> I'm just going to talk a little bit slower so I can control the rhythm of what we're doing here. Like I saw you doing that and it, and it worked because it was creepy. You know, what's you funny know? is I remember being really nervous in this episode too i remember it, it took a while to get the nerves out but i remember i was a little bit I, I didn't have the swagger but you know it was just kind of like i didn't exactly like i noticed these things and that kind of came as i grew as an actor and grew as a character um but you know you know telling you the trojan horse story which is explain that because it's there's a parallel there's uh there's a parallel okay, with the Trojan so, horse. When so this I'm, is something that I learned it, having rewatched it because first of all, when I watch these episodes and I see Clark, I was telling I was telling my wife this. She's like, "What's it like watching yourself?" I'm like, "I I really don't think I'm watching myself because I'm so much younger and, and I look so different." But I, I but I feel like I'm watching a character, but I know what he's thinking. That's how I feel when I watch these things. I don't I don't actually think, "Oh, there I am." Right. It's really strange. Um, but in that Trojan horse scene, what I think is interesting is Clark definitely doesn't get the parallel, which is that Lex is handing him a Trojan horse as he's just as he described the Trojan horse war, you know, uh, description. Right. Um, Clark just doesn't he doesn't get it, nor should he. And there's a lot of things as we'll get into the episode. So the Trojan horse see. kind of is is where they put soldiers in there and they didn't and they led them through the gates and then you know all hell broke loose well the actual story yeah so the the warring party trying to get into the fortress says hey listen guys let's be friends here we made this horse here you go well they bring the horse in in the middle of the night the soldiers pop out and from the inside they just right right it's a very if you don't know about the trojan horse you should look it up because it's a yeah also what what i'll say is the the kryptonite 
this is what kind of bothered me. They lingered on this kryptonite where he, Lex opens it, and Clark sort of like is 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 crippled by it, and he's like, oh, oh, and Lex looks at him, and goes, "You okay, Clark?" And then he looks back down at the the kryptonite necklace, and then he looks back up to Clark. He figured it out. <laughs> what does it take another ten years? Because he was gonna. I I <laughs> like to think that Lex had a bigger plan. If he had just said. Oh, Clark, it's a kryptonite that makes you weak. Here, let me put this on you and control you. Right. And we would have been done in episode two. Uh, yeah. um, I think Lex was smarter than that. I, What I do think is funny that if he wasn't, then he's going like this and going like, bro, you're right. Like, imagine if I came to your house and you were like, hey, check this out. And I got sick. You wouldn't just move on from that. No. <laughs> you know, you hey, that's weird. Right I opened now. this box and you started to kind of get nauseous. What's in this box? Is is there shellfish in here? I don't, I don't quite understand <laughs> what's happening here, uh, Clark. I like I like the theme of seafood. Yes, uh, interesting things of note. Uh, I said before, uh, it's funny that Greg drives a VW Bug. Oh, the hand effect! I thought that was really cool. That the kind of like swollen, veiny thing. I thought they again the, the effects were really good, top notch back in 2001 and onward. But, you know, obviously today they've they've done wonders with special effects. Well, and, and maybe no one cares about this, but what you have to understand is when you're in the sea, you know, I'm looking at my hand. Believe it or not, my hand's not actually doing that in that moment. That's right. something that's done later. I mean, it's obvious. but So, and like many of the things that happened on Smallville, we'd go to shoot whether it was heat vision or super speed and they'd be like, okay, action. And I'm like, well, what? And they're like, well, look at your hand. You know, you have to really use your imagination and right. create these things very quickly. Yeah. yeah. What companies would you want to work for? Just capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good companies like bank of America, which just earned the prestigious just capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. By the way, do we know what the save count is? By the way, we're going to go over this every episode. Oh. The save count, Clark's save count. What I have right now is in the pilot. Who did you oh. save in the pilot? You saved the dude on the cross. Remember, you saved him. Yep. Okay. The I don't. I, uh, who else did you save in the pilot? Because in this episode, you saved Whitney with the fire, with the explosion. You saved Lana Lang. Lana 
uh, inadvertently, uh, you know, he Whitney thinks he did it, and yeah. uh, and your dad when he fell off the uh, the uh, scaffolding or whatever, whatever the hell in the, uh, in the in the barn in the barn. I have I have a note about that as we as we get. Let I me hear it. Well, what's the note in the that? barn? What's the note in the barn? Well, the thing in the barn is we're they're fixing a tiller that attaches to the back of a of a tractor to till up. You know, and that's a very sharp, heavy piece of equipment. And when we do get to that point, and Clark breaks the fall of Jonathan, I thought it was really funny that and John and I, I remember talking about John. So I'm laying on it, and this is thousands of pounds. This this piece of equipment, and I, my body protects it, breaks it, and John falls on me. And then John gets up and just puts his hand out and lifts me up. And I remember on the day, John being like, if he could fall on that piece of equipment and break it, wouldn't he be heavy when I picked him up? <laughs> and that's like, you know what I mean? Like you yeah. got to be bigger, you got to be heavier than the thing that you broke in in order to break it. And that was just something that, you know, ended up just getting lost in the. I'm sure the director goes, ah, yeah, let it go, John. I, yeah, I know, just let it go. You know. Ryan, yeah. what did, what came across for you when you were watching this episode, when you're tuning into Smallville, what was the the ongoing the the, the theme, or or not or, or what you kept thinking of when you were watching? Why would you keep watching? Why would you keep? Why? What did you notice? What jumped out at you? Uh, the music. The music. The music uh, was very good. <laughs> yeah, this is the first one with the theme song, right? Because the, there wasn't one in the pilot. The uh, the Remy Zero title. Oh, really? It wasn't in the pilot. It wasn't in the pilot. I didn't no. even think about this that. Was so the this de- is the this first is the time. debut. Remy, Z- Remy Zero. Yeah. Somebody so, save me. So real quickly, you know JP. Nobody watching this really knows who JP is, but we're in Mexico City three days ago, and he's down having breakfast at the hotel, and I had gone for a walk to try to wake up, and I come back. He's the only person in the restaurant, and I walk in, and he goes like this. And I'm like, what? Dude, that song is playing. <laughs> As I walk in the restaurant, and I was like, "What? Like, I could win the lottery before this ever happened." I wonder how <laughs> much money they, the they spent on that song. How much money did you think the band made? Well, I don't know if we heard about them again. So maybe they retired off. I think they made some good money off that show. <laughs> you got to figure they're making a couple hundred thousand a year. Well, or they're like, we took that buyout. What a bunch of more. Yeah, right. What's that? Right. <laughs> well, it's it's them and the, the Rembrandts guys did the Friends theme. It's just kind of like that was their calling card. I'll be that was, there yeah. For you. Would you do that? Question: Would you rather have a, sh- a song that is the title song for a sh- TV show for five to ten years? Yes. Or would you rather have a couple hit songs and not? Either. I know. Of course. Yeah. Would I, I? Yeah. That'd be amazing to write one song that just infiltrates the zeitgeist like that. That's true. That'd be so cool. Yeah. You could write other good songs. I mean, and then that just like you could you could ride that forever, and you could well, continue I, writing I your shit. Well, I saw not long ago the guy who did that Superman or that song with Superman. Like, I'm not there to fly. I'm yeah. not that naive. They they still go around singing that. Men want men to fly. What episode is that appearing? Between their knees. Because that was a hit I'm when this was happening. I was on Smallville. I know that. I'm well, for sure also, it was. Um, the, the music was really good on the show. It really I was. Mean, you know, they uh, they did a good thing. job. They definitely did a good job. They spent the money on that. They spent they spent money on the show. It was a yeah. quality look. The quality, the look, the sound, everything about the show was really top notch, especially at that time. Uh, what what else jumped at you, Ryan? Uh, I thought you would have liked this one more because it kind of felt like a like a horror B movie. 
You know, like a, I did like a couple things because when it he, had when he goes when he's yeah. talking to his mother and he just shoots that web at her. Yeah, that was cool. I was like, oh, I jumped a little. I was like, oh, this is that was kind of scary. And the peeling of the skin and peeling just of like the, the skin in the shower. There was yeah. some really cool stuff there. I, 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 I think, but going from. Uh, you know, going from the pilot to... I'm not saying it was a bad episode. I'm just saying going from the pilot to this, it right. was a little bit like a, a drop. Certainly the pace, a drop. The, the pacing was very... You have to understand, like, the pilot was like, bang, 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 bang. Yeah. Every scene was bang, bang, bang. And that's... It's not actually sustainable, but... Yeah, maybe this should have been episode three, not episode two. Yeah, and by the way, they didn't explain the bug thing right away about the meteor. and the, It took you a long time to go, how, what is, what is, how did he become bug boy? And then Allison starts talking about the wall of weird and, oh, and you kind of put piece it together in that scene. She spells it out for you. And there it is. That's why it's the meteor rock. And when you get a swarm of these insects, uh, this is what happens. But why if, if he's infected, it reminds me of like Spider-Man or even the fly. Yeah. If he's infected by kryptonite infected bugs, why can Clark even put his hands on him like when you know shouldn't he be like like vibrating kryptonite through his bloodstream like well it, just in that out? case in that case good point <laughs> good point but in that case wouldn't it be everybody who's infected with kryptonite so then you'd have trouble with everybody throughout the uh the years yeah, that's where we'd be like man that was a good pilot thanks for watching the podcast <laughs> 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 a podcast about a pilot and that's it I do think um, it, it was dark. I think the episode was dark. I appreciated it. Um, I like when they get dark. I like when, um, you know, we aren't so cookie cutter. So, uh, and, you know, it pushes the envelope a little. And that was a dark episode. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Um, I was watching those guys, uh, all the actors on the show. And I noticed, I was like, oh, Whitney. Wh when did Whitney, uh, when did he not come back to the show? Wh how many seasons did he do? Uh, he did a lot. I, I don't know exactly, to be honest. Um, I do know that when he didn't come back, I, I I was surprised. And I remember Alan Miles being like, whoa, what, what did you think? And I was like, oh, I felt kind of stupid being surprised that he left. Right. Again, I guess that's the beauty of the ignorance that Clark had and I had is that I didn't know. Yeah, I really didn't know. I yeah, didn't... he didn't know. I guess it was like one of those characters that was he did a good job. He fulfilled what he was supposed to do. And then they were like, hey, after season, we don't really, you know, we have nothing else to do with that character. We don't want to keep going down the ex-boyfriend or the boyfriend and then having the conflict between Clark. It will get old pretty fast. And that's probably true. But Eric Johnson, great guy, went on to do a lot of things. I think he did uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, the sequel. Um, he's done a lot of things. Uh, we could probably get him on the podcast. He's a great guy. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, Pete, uh, SJ three, he, he actually lasted what, four or five seasons, right? Yeah. So he was yeah. around for a while, but, uh, you know, I guess that's the thing with, with Clark and Lex, you always thought, well, they can't get rid of Clark. They can't get rid of Lex. I don't think. So we felt kind of safe with our jobs, but everybody else was, I guess, expendable. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe. Well, you know, you and I have joked about this in the past where, you know, during the contract phase of the whole thing, they're like, it's an ensemble. It's called Smallville. It's not called Clark. It's not called Superman. And I remember being like, oh, that makes sense. And then we go to shoot. And I'm like, why am I in 99% of everything? And like, even you, like you're in four scenes, three scenes, an episode at this point. That's what I'm, I noticed. I'm in everything. You are in every scene <laughs> of this show 
There is no doubt it's your show. Uh, you are in 99% of everything. And the more I watch, I felt like, man, it had to be. If you weren't 25 starting this show, I don't think you could have done it if you were 35, 40 years old, maybe 40. That's, no doubt. I don't That's, think you could do it now, could you? I wouldn't do it now. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. I, I, I turned down a show. I literally just turned down a show because, it. first of all, it filmed in Toronto. Second of all, they wanted a prosthetic. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I just, you know, I understand it, but uh, I'm at my age. I just, I, I have to have an element of fun. I want to do something that's, you know, if I'm going to film a TV show, it's got to be relatively close. It's well, you know. I, I was advised during that experience that if this goes well, your work will become easy, and they didn't mean easy like no effort. They meant like it will just, it will be all consuming, and your life will become impossible. And I remember being like, all right, whatever. Looking back, that's exactly what happened. My life became impossible and the show became my life. Yeah. I mean, poor me, like whatever. I just wish I would have had more of a, uh, uh, I wish I would have known how to enjoy it more. I, I understand that. You know? I understand that. And I, I feel for you. I do. You know, it's not poor you. Fuck that. I know you're thinking you're trying to defend yourself and people are like, oh, he's rich. He's playing like, but like, guys, listen, you're giving up 10 years of your life. He didn't have 10 years. You might have seen him on TV and magazines, but 10 months a year, he's on the show working every day. 10 years is gone from 25 to 35. Yes, he got paid a lot of money. Yes, he was compensated. Yes, he was the star of the show. But also, there's a sacrifice. There is a sacrifice of missing out on 10 or so years of your life. And, uh, you know, it's a little bit of a, you know, it's like, hey, are you willing to do that? And you are. Well, and, and coming out of it and hopefully realizing some of those things and not wanting to do that again or not or just changing your mode. I, the funny thing is, like, I'll go to, like, the dermatologist, whatever, get things looked at. And they're like, wow, your skin looks really good. I'm like, well, I was inside for 10 years of my life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not a lot of sun. Rainy that Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's talk about the yeah. things because we talk about highlights. I mean, some of the low lights, as we'll call them, uh, you know, the cobwebs. I didn't think they looked very real on Lana. It looked like that, you know, that stuff you get at Halloween and you kind of rip it apart. It just it didn't look like a cobweb, but you know, you got to. I guess you let that go, right? Suspending disbelief. Yeah, it's suspension of disbelief was was a big theme in the show. Um, you know, when when Clark goes and find and, and and reveals the mother in the cobwebs. <laughs> I kind of remember being like, this is ridiculous and stupid, but maybe this is what cobweb, cobwebs look like. Yeah. Like I convinced myself of that. Right. Oh, this isn't what I thought. You have to as an actor, don't you? Yeah. But I'm just like, Oh, this looks a little different and creepy. And there's probably nothing behind this. And then, you know, the head pops out because of the Pharaoh spider, that whole thing. If you see the episode, that's what the Pharaoh spider does. It's born and kills his mother. Huh? Interesting. What do you think, that's Ryan? What, thing. what do you think were some of the low lights? Some of the moments that you're just like, ah, that didn't that didn't pay off. That didn't work because a lot of moments were great. We could talk about aerial shots. We could talk about the fire, the explosion in the truck. We could talk about uh, the fight when Jonathan Kent falls on, on, off the barn and Clark saves him. There's a lot of great moments here, but there are also some moments that just that weren't just didn't that great. I, I mean. Look, twenty years later, the explosion, uh, the effect—it's it, a little—it's a little iffy, uh, right? It the scene, the scene was good. It was like an emotional sort of like tying Clark, like tying Clark Kent into the universe and showing like you know, right. like his morality 
all in one swoop. Mortality. Uh, and mortality. And mortality. Uh, well, uh, really quickly about that, what I learned, I'll tell you what happened on that day is they set it up. It was really cool. To me, this is like, wow, this is like going to be a big explosion. It's really great. And then, um, you know, the character Whitney's there and they're like, all right, so act like basically when we say action, pick him up and just you got to walk from point A to point B. I'm like, OK, action. This dude's 180, 90 pounds of dead weight. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like people usually train for this stuff once in advance. Carrying dead people like who just don't have any weight in their body. So we I, we'll talk as the podcast goes on about things that I learned along the way. But there were little tricks that you can do. But that's one thing I remember was like, like this. I mean, I don't think I was not strong, and I don't think I was like super strong. But like, who picks up a guy like that? It walks. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, you know what? I, I, I would think, you know, as we get go along and we'll see some other episodes, they're definitely in the beginning. I was like, no, I'll do my own stunt. I'll do this. And I remember falling. I remember hurting myself. I remember just, and I'll let your fucking stunt guy do their job. And don't be a do hero. It, they get, they get paid for each stunt they do. Exactly. So every time an actor says, I'll do it, the stuntman's like, yeah. Great. Do you know there was a guy, uh, we'll get to this episode down the road where he's three two one he's like nope i'm not doing it and they're like what he's like i'm not doing it i I can't he just freaked he froze i'm not i'm not falling off this thing into a couch i'm not doing it i can't do it and they had to let him go and they had to get another stunt guy because he wouldn't do it and he had shaved his head for the part you know to be my stunt guy yeah, we never really saw him again. Never, never really saw him. All right, the uh, the phone line is 213-538-2883. But you could uh, leave messages for this episode, and some did. And uh, why don't we play those right now? And there's only a couple, but uh, here we go. Rosie Welling. Hey, man. Uh, Jared Clark here from uh, up in uh, Canada, Toronto area. Uh, wondering... Who uh, chose music for uh, each episode or the series, whatever? Because uh, bang up job, like the, the the music was always on point, always on, like just awesome job. Um, also, did you guys uh, create a bond with each other right from the beginning, or? Was that work over time or all right? Cool, man. Thanks. Bye. Uh, the first question we, we were talking about the music uh-huh. and uh, I, Somebody I did it and they did a good job, but I don't, I don't know. Who yeah. Maybe look that up, Ryan. Look who, who's the music, the music supervisor, supervisor for Smallville mm-hmm. from the beginning. Uh, did, I forgot the I, name. I think, and I should I think part of the, the, the inside question to his question is, you know, who decides? Honestly, we don't know, but I agree that they did a good job. I think it comes down to the creators when they watch the show and they're like, yep, that song works, that song works. They have to approve it. A lot of people have to approve it. Um, but the music supervisor has the the daunting task of, of uh, getting each song in and approved and getting the rights and, and spending a certain amount of money for the budget. What was his name? For for, oh, for this uh, particular episode on IMDb, it's listed as uh, two women, uh, one named Jennifer Pikin and Madonna Wade Reed. Oh, I remember yeah. Madonna. I remember the name Madonna, but they did a, a top-notch job there. Top-notch job. Um, did we know we were going to become close? I, I, don't, I don't know. I think we had a respect for each other. We wanted to help each other out. What did you think? Um, I think very early on there was a there was just a 
I don't know. Like, it's not like in a, a slow motion shot that like you walked around a corner and I saw you and I was like, wow, this is going to be great. I think it's, we're going to be the stuff things, of legend. It's, I think it's like such little things that happen in the moments that matter that just naturally occurred between us where we protected each other. Yeah. Um, on both sides. I think, you know, you definitely helped me very clearly at the beginning performance wise and just, you know, and I look at, I, you know, at the time I looked up to you, it's different now. Yeah, of course. Um, I but, understand that. <laughs> but I think that it was, um, it was time in the trenches together where you, where you just, you know, and I think that happened to, for me with a lot of the cast because it was about the performance. It was about the show. It was never really about anything other than that. It was all consuming. Yeah, I agree. I think that, look, we all get help from like, the people, our peers, our peers that, you know, John Glover, who played my father, I learned a lot from him. I know you did. Even John and Annette being older veterans, uh, just having them on set, it just was a certain energy. And that mix with these young actors, me included, just, it was, it was a nice, it just was a, it was, it was just really good having on set this dynamic. It was a know? really good support system. And I don't know how we were surrounded by so many good people, whether it was, you know, Greg or, um, you know, whether it was, um, Glenn Winter, whether it was, you know, JD, all these guys, everybody was sort of had this mentality of like, let's make this really great. Let's focus, make this great. Um, and I don't think I, I, I remember somebody, uh, it was a guest star that we had years later and he was like, man, you know, you got a good show here. I'm like, Oh man, thanks. He goes, no, no, I don't, I'm not talking about success. I'm talking about all these people around you. He goes, it ain't always like this. When this show ends, be careful. Because most likely you're not going to have this. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then you go on to some other sets and you realize that people are kind of looking out for themselves or they're trying to rush other people. You know, it happens. We were very, it was a very uh, supportive environment. Yeah. Also, let's talk about the, the dead count. We talked about the save. So far, Clark has saved Whitney, Lana Lang, his dad, the dude on the cross and the pilot. I think he has four saves as of now. I think dead people who died on the show. How many people? The bug guy died. You saw those little bugs come out. I thought that was a really great effect. I thought that was really cool when he gets smashed at the end. Clark smashes him with the machinery and those Did he bugs. Die? And those, Did he? those bugs. I, I feel like on the show, unless you, unless we had a scene, I think he's dead. Art. I the think person maybe didn't. Die. How about Lana's parents? Can we safely say they both died in the pilot? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's safe to say they were blown to bits. By the way, we never talk about the but boy, holy crap. I mean, they're like, hey, sweetie, how are you? My little three-year-old. Boom. Dead. Explosion. Meteor kills them. Uh, so three deaths. I'm going to go with three deaths. That's Back to making audition tapes for those guys. <laughs> hey, <laughs> boom! Great. That's it. That's. It. I wonder if that's on the reel. Here's the next question. Hey, Rosie. Hey, Tom. Um, thank you for doing this. Way cool. So this is Leanne here. I have um, a question for you guys. So in rewatching these really awesome episodes, Hothead, Metamorphosis, and X-rays that you know were filmed over 20 years ago, I'm curious what goes on in your mind um, since you both have produced TV shows and directed as well. What goes on in your mind when you're watching it in terms of, say, special effects from 2001 as opposed to now? Or um, when you're watching it, you go, oh, my God, those are such shitty special effects as opposed to nowadays. I um, would love to hear your insights on that. And, again, thanks, you guys, for doing this. This is really, really cool. 
Bye. I feel like I know how she feels. <laughs> Yeah, geez, Louise. No, I don't. Think, I don't think she was trying to be insulting, but I think she was. It's something that we've talked about is, you know, it's tw- it's twenty years later, my man, my my lady, and uh, things happen, and uh, you know, it's called technology, technological advances. Uh, cameras are better, sounds better, uh, everything's better. Um, so uh, you know, it's it's what it was. We were the one of the best shows for special effects back in two thousand one. Uh, do they hold up? Not a lot of them. Some of them do. I thought that the bugs, a lot of the bugs held up, didn't they? And the hand. The, and the hand. kryptonite hand I thought held up. Yeah, for the most part, that that held up. So there's some good things that do hold up. Tom? I, I think what's important to remember is when the show first came on, it was filmed and it was edited to be formatted to be aired on television. Um, and I think that, and then you get DVDs, which I think... You know, when people are like, oh, let me rewatch Metamorphosis, most likely they're going to stream it. There's a disconnect there. If you watch the DVD of Metamorphosis, those special effects, visual effects, actually, are much better than if you watch it on a streaming service. That's just, that's a reality. I think they're great. I think they're effective. I, And I think that they, I think the show did a good job of earning a lot of the visual effects and not just putting them in there. I think they, you know, they, they came from a story perspective, which I is probably one of the reasons why the, the show lasts as long as it did. I agree with you. Well said. Uh, you know, one of the things we were thinking about is what, what did friends, what did relatives, significant others think about this episode or maybe, you know, the, the first two episodes? Uh, I will tell you that I watched both shows with my friend Rob, the pilot, and I think he was mesmerized. He was just very intensely watching the show. And in this one, I found him playing in and out with my dog. Uh, I noticed he was watching and then he was playing with Blanche. And then I go, Rob, 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 come on. What are you doing? And he's playing with Blanche. It was in and out. He wasn't as interested, perhaps, because I think the spectacle, the scope of the first episode was so big. So again, then we're going to this episode. And as you'll see, I think episodes, it's waves. Sometimes you get a great episode. Sometimes you get a, you know, a mediocre episode. And sometimes eventually, occasionally you get a shitty episode. That's TV, especially when you're doing nowadays with only streaming of eight to 10 episodes, which they're doing a lot. You have the whole hiatus for these writers to get eight great episodes but now but back then 22 episodes how do you write 22 great episodes you do not you do not you don't and what happens is it becomes a ratio and this is my own pocket theory that it's a it's a one to four and it doesn't mean that you're not trying to work hard or do good work but from a production financial budget point of view, one out of every four things matters. One out of every four episodes, one out of every four scenes. Where are you going to spend your money? It's one to four because you have 22 episodes. If you have 10 episodes, every single scene. If you have a film, every single scene. Right. So there is a bit of pacing and 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 even for yourself as an actor, you kind of got to maybe not try to, well, I don't want to sound lazy, but it's like you got to pace yourself a little bit if you're going to survive 22 episodes. You were so innocent. When I watch you <laughs> then, it was just like this young, sweet boy. He doesn't know that much. Tom was learning himself. He didn't know that much. And as the years went on, then he started directing. Then he started making the money. And now he felt the power. And now he's like going to start bossing. I don't know people. if I ever felt power. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But, you know, it's, it is crazy. Even Rob said, he's like, God, you look so young. You look like you're 20 years old. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess I do. I guess that means I'm old as fuck. 
You, uh, you. I mean, it just—it's that's what happens. I was twenty-six. I mean, I, you were twenty-one. I mean, it—I it, don't know if we said this already. I don't know if we said this before we started talking or not. But like, when I watch these episodes now, I told you I can't watch them at night because then if I go to bed, <laughs> all this stuff comes into my head right. in my dreams because of all this. I had so a dream about to... Kristen last night. Yes. Yes. After I watched, I had a dream that we were making out. I was I was so excited and then so upset when I woke up and it wasn't real. Jesus, hope she's not listening to this. I have to watch it at like you know early in the day so I can forget about it. Um, but I anyway, real quick, I when I watched Clark Kent on Smallville, I'm like, I don't think that's me. But for some reason, I know exactly what that guy's thinking, and it's like a really weird thing. But I'm, I don't. I'm not like, hey, check me out. I mean, with my sons, I'm like, who's that? And they're like, that's dad. And I'm like, that's cool. At least yeah. they see a connection there. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's definitely an out of body. It's like a reverse out of body experience, whatever that would be. Called. Yeah, it is. It's crazy. Ryan, Ryan, uh, hold it in your head. You had a, you have a favorite scene and don't say it yet. I do. He has a favorite scene. We're going to, this is game number two. We did one on the pilot. Neither of us guessed it. So we're at zero, zero still. Uh, I'm going to say your favorite scene and don't say yes or no. Cause Tom will then chime in and you'll mm -hmm. mention it. Uh, Tom, do you want to say it first? I think his favorite scene, I'd like to think it's the Trojan horse scene. With Lex and Clark. And with Lex and Clark. Okay. I, be, I feel like, he, yeah, I feel like that he would like what that meant for the longevity of the characters. Huh. I'm going to go, I'm going to go with. I think the part of him like the barn stuff where the father falls on the on the machinery and I, I'm not gonna hold on I'm not saying I'm not saying if that's the one it's either that one or the telescope scene or I, I think ah, just ah when he leaves the necklace at the very end he leaves uh, the necklace for Lana Lang I got a little emotional she looks out no one's there who left this it was probably Whitney but it wasn't that's my guess Ryan. Those are great scenes. Damn. You, you almost had it. Uh, I, it, for me, it was the one uh, where where you save uh, John from falling on the plow. It is. Yeah, I should have stayed with that one. Uh, but the, those other ones you mentioned are, are great. Uh, but this one, uh, it was like it was a one action scene where I was actually like, oh shit, because like they actually got the slow motion falling, and then they got Clark figuring it out in his head and like actually going to save him. It was like one of those like yeah. practical Superman. Superman abilities. Okay, so the, the funny thing about that, though, so that we we always call that bullet time. That's what we yeah. Say. So here's my here's the funny thing about that scene. When I watch it, Clark is moving faster than everybody, right? But he's also moving, but leisurely. Yeah. <laughs> but he, he's like not really in a hurry. So then I think about every time, like Clark, I mean, said Tom. Every time Clark super speeds from like across the town. Is he sort of jogging? <laughs> you'd like to think he's going as fast as he can. But he doesn't have to go that fast. He's just like, I'll get, yeah. I'm going to get there just it as fast. It gets better. It gets better. They they get better at that effect. They yeah. certainly get better, and it works better as the season goes on. Well, you're probably figuring it out, and like it, it's it's hard when when like the director like has the the visual effect in his head, and he's like telling you what to do. Like he's got the whole thing in his head, and. It's hard, yeah, to it's hard to like articulate and like yeah. for you to understand like what exactly the process is. But I loved it. Uh, I thought it was really fun. All right, so we're still zero zero. Uh, this is Rob Cohen uh, for 
Tom asking Tom, uh, did you have any say in uh, Is this you? taking your shirt off? Was that your choice or was that the producer's choice? Did you ever fight him on that? Mm, just, just curious. Thanks, man. Wait, that might be my friend John for some reason. Did you, you hear the question? Somebody, I didn't hear if it was for you or for me about It was for you. Know. It was like, uh, it was me, by the way. It was my voice. <laughs> my question is, my question was, did you have any say in whether you take your shirt off or did you ever fight yes. it? Did you did you ever say, no, I'm not taking it off? Yeah, so it's, at the end of the day, it is the actor's choice because it's the actor's body. That's the, that's the, the legal stance. Um, early on, there were some scenes where Clark didn't have his shirt on and I remember having very constructive conversations being like, well, why is his shirt off? And then being like, well, you know, he just woke up. And I'm like, I don't think Clark sleeps naked. I think he sleeps with it. You know, like, honestly, like you had to really earn that. Right. You know, like, okay, we're at the beach. We're going swimming. Okay, my shirt's off. I get it. But if it's just a, let me pull this on to give some, some body candy. No, because Clark wouldn't be that way. Whereas, and you can probably speak more to this. I feel like Lex would have used that to his advantage at certain emotional situations you right. want to make someone uncomfortable by being naked right <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i agree with that what are you gonna say ryan nothing you're gonna say anything no do you remember the i remember these first this first year or maybe two years the days were so long <laughs> like they were they would work us 14 hours a day they i mean especially you back to you but these weren't like 12-hour days or a 10-hour. 10, 10 these were 14-hour days. Uh, we would work some weekends. Uh, it was raining. It was uh, pouring. The old man was snoring. Um, but, you know, do you remember those long days? Can you Do you remember those? I, I do, and I did make a note that one of the last scenes of the show is, is Clark leaves the necklace and looks from afar that Lana finds it. And it's a long shot of him... You know, it's a profile. He backs up two steps, turns, and sort of walks down this dark path. I remember that we shot that while the sun was about to come up. Wow. That's how long we were there all day. And I remember, I remember just doing it because, like that, as far as I knew, that's what you did. Years <laughs> later, you realize that could have been anybody. That didn't need to be me. <laughs> like, and I don't mean to sound lazy, but you get you start to learn these things like the stunts and stuff, where like you can maybe find a way to 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 sustain your creative energy a little bit by not being so exhausted um but yeah the days were very long but i will say this because we did that i think the show was good would i do it again probably not right. but if you, a lot of other shows now you i can see where they cut corners for shots so that the actors don't right. have to be there all day and to be honest the show wouldn't have been what it was if we didn't do it the way we did it. and and folks this is something to think about we shot on film yeah. till the end of the show through season seven. We shot the entire one hour show on film. No shows do that now. No shows. These are all shot digitally. They're all done on iPhones now. And they all look great, but we were shot on film, so it was much more expensive. It took more time to get things yeah. uh, done, to get things right. And do you, you know, know they would, they would, the film, uh, which is not light and it has to be dealt with. The film would actually be taken to the airport, put on a plane and, and flown to Los Angeles. Oh yeah. And, it gets, and then when you go digitally, it's a file that gets sent. Right. <laughs> like it's, 
it's uh and the, and the makeup was different i'm sure like even with your head like uh, yeah. we went from film to digital i mean we could do a whole podcast just about that but um one thing that i i, I want to make sure that we don't pass up because i think it's important and i and i want someone i'd like someone who's listening to this to answer this question for me in this episode Clark talks to his dad about how he was floating above his bed in a dream thinking about Lana. And Jonathan says something, well, once you start to find the laws of gravity, you know, we're in uncharted territory. To my knowledge, that never comes up again ever <laughs> in the series. And I, or if, if it does, I don't remember. And I'd like someone to please take the time to let me know when, because it's kind of bothering me a little bit. I like it, guys. Help Tom out, please. <laughs> Listen, we hope you enjoyed uh, this episode. I hope you're uh, excited to dive in all things Smallville. Uh, we've got a long year to go, uh, hopefully a couple of years. If you guys will join us, if you guys will, uh, again, uh, follow us, our handles, Talkville Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, Talkville Pod on the Twitter, uh, write reviews, write reviews, tell us what you think, start chats. Maybe we'll chime in occasionally. Um, we got a lot of good stuff going on. We're going to get a store, hopefully, soon. We're going to have the Patreon set up. Uh, I think it's, uh, I'd also, and, and this might be wrong, but I'd like to encourage anyone who's interested to do so is sort of get ahead of us a little bit in the episodes so that we can address your questions and fun comments while we do this. Because we're doing this. We're already doing it. So, you know, if, if, you're, if you want to make comments about the pilot, well, we've already done that podcast. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? If it's a good enough question, we'll revisit it. That's a, so that's leave a, leave a message. If it's a good enough question, we'll revisit a question from a past episode that maybe we didn't answer, that maybe right. you're curious about. Um, uh, now we can take the the discussion online. Let us know your thoughts on the episode over on our socials, which I just gave you, um, Talkville Podcast or Talkville Pod on the Twitter. Uh, and if you want to let us know your thoughts. On the episodes, leave a voicemail, and those, please don't make those longer than 20 to 30 <laughs> seconds, or I'll throw up on myself. Uh, 213-538-2883. That's 213-538-2883. Uh, this, is, this is a joy. I'm having more fun than I thought. It's nice to have Ryan here. It's nice to hear his perspective coming from someone who had never watched the show, even when he was younger, and coming from our perspectives of guys that did this show and now are reflecting. And uh, it's it's amusing. It's fun. It's different. Uh, we're going to try and get some guest stars on here as well. And, uh, we just wanted to take off these, these, take off with these first few episodes to sort of, uh, kind of feel it out and see how we're doing. So write us, yeah. tell us what you think, tell us what you'd like to hear. Tell us what you'd like to see more of. Uh, it's all a learning curve. Anything else, Tom? No, I mean, I mean, I obviously made some notes and there's, I mean, I've tons of stuff to talk about. Um, but at the same time we got to, you know, can't just talk about how I learned how to use a flashlight when it comes to the camera lens and that scene that Ryan likes. Um, oh yeah. Can, tell us I, about that real quick. Well, it, it's a scene where, uh, you know, our, our bug boy is up in the rafters and John Schneider pulls out a, a flashlight. Right. And he kind of goes like this and Clark grabs a flashlight. And I remember it took about four or five takes for them to communicate or for me to understand that, like how to use a flashlight when it comes to the camera lens, you can't point it into the lens. And then you work with a guy like Glenn winter. He's like, 
um, I know that it's a, it's an emotional scene, but can you just find a way to go across the camera lens a little bit? There's like a whole art to like acting with flashlights. Right. You want to see which, that flare. You want to see that light go past the, the lens. You know, you want to, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's a, I don't think there's an acting class where they use flashlights, <laughs> you know, acting for camera with flashlights, but things like that. I have a million of those stories on every episode about, especially at the very beginning of me learning these things for the first time. Like you probably knew that stuff because you were like an actual actor. I was just the guy who got the role <laughs> trying to trying to figure it out. So um, there's a lot That's of interesting. Those That's interesting though. And I felt like you probably learned a lot from everybody. You were always like, you, you know, you were just. Uh... Dude, I, I really believe that the best thing I had going for me was somehow. And I remember pulling in the first day into, into the lot. I remember and Tucky, remember Tucky? Oh, I love Tucky, him? yeah. He was going like this, and, you know, I, here I am pulling into this parking spot for the first of my life. I, I I have the number one parking spot. And I I remember thinking, like, yo, dog. <laughs> I don't know if it was yo, dog, but it was like, hey, Tom, <laughs> you better learn real quick what's going on here. Because you don't know anything right now. Like, And I just remember, like, with you or John or anybody, camera. I just remember just knowing I had to learn and I thank God because I, I know that's not always the case. I know some actors who came in as guest stars and had it all figured out and they wouldn't listen to things. Um, So I, I don't know, I'm babbling on a little bit. No, you absorbed a lot. You absorbed a lot, especially early on, which gave you the tools to continue, you know, acting and all this. Do you look back and do you ever go, God, I miss, I miss that guy. I miss being young. I miss being 21, 25. Do you miss your 20s? Do you miss? Oh, uh, I didn't. I didn't have my 20s. Well, you had. <laughs> I was, yeah, I, I guess you did. I guess you did. I mean, I know that's a whole other thing that we could talk about on, on your other podcast. But like, I don't miss those days at all. Um, it's a slippery slope of like, would you have done something differently? Well, the show was a, did pretty well. If I had changed anything, maybe it wouldn't work. So, but um no, my life is, I, I am so happy right now. Like I would not change what I have at this moment Boy, I to would. go do that again. I would. I know you should. <laughs> People always say that. I, if I could go back, I wouldn't do a thing. If I can go back, I would do a lot of things differently. I really would. I really would do a lot of things differently. I don't have to express those things now to you, but I, I would like to do a few things differently. I would have chosen. I, I probably would. There's, I probably, yeah. Things that probably don't even reflect Smallville or, 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 or well, I mean, there's so many things, but you know, with that scene that we were talking about earlier, where you you in the barn where you're confronting Lana, there's a point where you do turn to the trophy case, and I'm like, you know, I'm like, Lex doesn't look like a bald guy. Lex look, looks like a guy who might be going bald and shave the rest of his hair off. Like it just wasn't, it hadn't been figured out. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> Did you notice you know that, that, Ryan? No, no I, I didn't notice that. Uh, Bryce, make sure you're on top of the, uh, Bryce is our lovely producer also produces inside of you with Michael Rosenbaum, my other podcast, which you can listen to great guests like Tom Willing are on there, uh, inside of you with Michael Rosenbaum, write a review. I appreciate your love and, uh, do that. Uh, we have so far two episodes. It looks like we have five saves. Clark has saved five people through two episodes and three people have died uh, that I, I believe Lana Lang's parents with the meteor. And uh, I believe Greg bug boy died and those bugs went out and that was his death. So uh, Bryce, if I'm wrong about the saves or deaths, maybe tally them up for next time and we'll continue this. Uh, how many people do you think you saved throughout uh, 10 years? 
I would you say probably a hundred more? I would have to. I would bet it's more than a hundred, but in in a weird way, just like Clark, I didn't keep track. If you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I, I, I. It, it might be fun to figure out like how many times did I save one person? Like who was the one person I saved the most? Was it Anna? Was it Lex? Was it Mike? I wonder who I saved the most. Ooh, that that's <laughs> a tough one. I do I, I'd that. say you probably saved Lex or Lana the most. You know, like. I mean, you saved me many times. Remember the car almost hits me in an episode. It comes right, and you you crash through the middle of it. You just block yourself. Um, So many things were, you know. and Yeah, how many times was Lex hit in the head? We'll get into that. You know what? Let's start a a tally. Real quick, that was pretty funny. I I do remember you being like, (laughs) I remember you like in in an attempt to stand up for your character, being like, come on. All this stuff happens. I finally get it. And you just hit me in the head and I forget everything. I didn't take notes. I didn't like keep a I didn't like keep a file where I could reference. There's no video or recorders in my home. Yeah, I agree with you. I remember the uh it wasn't this it wasn't this episode, but soon after, probably like 10 episodes in, we're in freezing December weather, Vancouver. And it's just, it's three in the morning and I have With rain towers. and I am exhausted and I'm just going and I'm sitting there and all of a sudden it was like some crazy person. I went, Oh my God, we've got like six more fucking years of this. And the whole crew just started laughing because it was just pouring and cold and they had heaters on. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is what I'm going to be doing for I mean, you never know. I mean, it was a lot of fun too. But uh, I mean, on, I'm on that note, and and you, and you might you can cut this if you want, but I remember like there'd be times where I'd be so exhausted and so tired, and you'd come in, and you'd be like, "Hey, man, you're all right." I'm like, "I'm just tired." You're like, "That's cool, man." Hey, let's do this. I got you. You know, let's run live, and you get me going. Cut to me finding you, you know, <laughs> exhausted in chair, and I'd be like, <laughs> "You get a kick out yeah. of it." Well, because I'd I'd be like, "Yeah, you must be exhausted. You're here two days this week." Like uh, I would just, I'd be like, "Wow, you must be really tired." You know, <laughs> you know what we should do. Lastly, we should have a uh, a rating system of the episodes. Oh, like what we thought. Like honestly, like for movies, for horror movies, I have a thing called the Rose and Bomb, and it's like three roses is the best. Two roses, one rose. In the middle is a heater. It's nothing. It's like it's not not good, not bad, just right in the middle, and then one bomb. Waste my time. Right, then yeah. one bomb, two bomb, three bomb, and you could also ha- have halves. So I'm going to give the pilot. I would say the pilot was a, uh, a a three rows. To me, that was a great pilot, and I'm going to say that this episode was a uh, a half a rose. It's just funny hearing you say this, but I Tom, I th- I think the pilot is four rows even though that's not allowed only because like that's that pilot is awesome. Like, and that's it, the three it's rows. So watchable still. So three, but uh, you know, I think this episode half to a one. Okay. It's interesting. There's some character development, but I don't know if this is an episode that like I would go back and rewatch. Correct. Just, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Ryan, how about you? What's the pilot? Uh, pilot top, uh, whatever. That three one, rows. Three. Uh, I'll give this one a 1.5. This is episode two, 1.5. One, one and a half roses? Yeah. You gave it more than we did. Yeah. Well, because I this is number two for me. I, I I'll, We'll probably get like hundreds of episodes deep and I'll look back and I'll go, 
man, that was a pile of shit. But, <laughs> but for now, now, but for now, I, I enjoyed it. Guys, like season seven, episode four, Ryan will be like, "Can we go back to that second episode, Metamorphosis?" And I'd like to change my rose. <laughs> my rose uh, guys, this has been a real treat for us. Tom, anything left to say? No, I mean this is fun. I could do this all day with you. Um, I I know that at some point we just can't keep talking about it, but we got plenty of time. We got the next episode. Yep. The next episode, my friends, is Hothead. Uh, no, Heat. Mitch. Heat. Isn't it Heat? Heat's the next one. Let's double check. We're, we're looking it up. I know. I think Hot. Hothead's four, isn't it? It's a. It says three. Three is Hothead. Yes. Okay, it's not so called Heat. No, that was a Michael Mann. Film. Oh, Heat is years later. That's, that's oh weird. yeah. So this third episode is called Hothead. Please watch it. Have your questions. Call the number that I gave you, the 213. By the way, this is a big episode, I think. I'd like to make people aware if you forgot. We were filming this episode when 9-11 happened. Mm. Um, I don't know how many days yeah. we were into the episode, but I specifically remember going to the football field on the day of 9-11. And it was, I mean, who know what to think at the time. But yeah. there was, you know, there's a thing about at the the aftermath of 9-11 and what this show is about, which is about a hero, I think there's parallels. And, you know, maybe I'd like to hear what some people think about that as well. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, we appreciate you listening and tuning in and writing reviews. Have some questions lined up. You know the number. It's right there in front of you. Or you can rewind. Um, write a review. Tell us what you think. Spread the word. Uh, join us. Make sure you watch Hothead. We'll talk about it. I can't wait to talk to you guys again. Tom, good seeing you, my man. Good to see you. Ryan, great seeing you, buddy. Good to see you, too. Thank you, Ryan. All right. Thank you, guys. We'll talk to you guys next time on Tonkville. <laughs> Don't think we forgot the big shout-outs to our top-tier patrons. We have a lovable patron family. If you want to join Patreon and give back to the podcast and keep it going, go to patreon.com slash Tonkville. And now for the... Uh, the shout outs to our top tier patrons. Thank you guys. Nikki G, Leanne P, Raj C, Janine R, Santiago M, Suzanne B, Leah S, Corey M. By the way, happy 12th anniversary, bud. Tom T, Mark A, AJ underscore 800. Sophia M, Betsy D, Liliana A. We keep messing that name up, but that's okay. Abby P, Meg K, Chris F, Kimberly E. Jeremy V, Michael H. Ray H, Karen M, Design OTG. Danielle B, 99 more. Liliani N. By the way, Michael H, is it Mighty Eagle Hall, you think? Catherine P, Brett G, Super Sam. Always S, Farrell T, Ken J. Jeff E, Estevan G, DJ Kento. Garrett W, Just J, and Taylor H. Kimberly L, FR.G. <laughs> Teresa, Justin S, Eric W, Tom N, Juan V, Tony V, Veronica D, Rodolfo J, and Jason W. Thank you guys so much. We love you. Couldn't do it without you. We're really excited about Talkville. We'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.